It's out the gate. It's out the gate. It's out the gate. It's 12.49 on Wednesday and we're out the gate. Yes, we are. We boys are very um, lucky and and privileged to finally have the man, the myth, the living legend, Chris Radford, other known as um, the the boss, the head honcho, the man with the vision, the man with the plan. Chris uh, Radisson. Chris Radisson, he's been called on the streets. Um, or you, but we know him as a legend. Chris, thanks for joining us. Very nice. Thank you very much, fellas. Looking forward to the chat. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long time coming, I think. Um, We've probably asked you months ago. Um, Before F1 was recorded, I think. It was. It was. Before F1 was recorded. Um, we know you've been on Ballarat Talks, which is a local podcast here in uh, Ballarat, Victoria, hosted by a good friend of, of yours and a good friend of um, of the business, yep. the Rad Centre. Um, so it was, uh, you know, kind of my challenge to get you on because you, you let us use your space and um, your time their time, your time, um, to, to, to chat and do this kind of stuff. So it's good to have you. And yeah, it was good that yeah. we just – your people spoke to my people. And we, got, we got it arranged. So <laughs> we just had to go through the formal processes and uh, we booked it in. Yes. So no, happy to be here. No, good. Now, um, Chris, a little bit about yourself, please, if uh, if you yeah, share a little bit about yourself, please. Like journey and that sort of things or – However you want to start, that's the perfect beginning. Wonderful. <laughs> I grew up in Horsham or just out of Horsham in Kwantong, uh, school there, moved to Ballarat for uni, um, exercise, sports science, met a nice girl, um, and yeah, haven't left since, I suppose, um, so stuck around in Ballarat. Um, once I finished university, um, progressed down sort of a strength and conditioning pathway and journey, um, and then, uh, yeah, it depends, do you want me to go into the full depth of the business and all that side of things too? The Chris, the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to share, yeah. you can share. Okay. Little, right. less, whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. So we'll go a little bit into the journey of the business. Um, so, yeah, finished uni, um, was progressing strength and conditioning in the football world. Um, so, did stuff with the um, North Ballarat Rebels, um, North Ballarat Roosters, and then spent some time at the Western Bulldogs. Um, and aside of that, um, started with um, a little shed, a little setup in the shed at home um, and just had some mates coming around and, and training there. Um, and yeah, went from a single car garage to a four car garage. Um, that's when Welshie came along. Um, and um, yeah, still remember his little job interview. He came in, yeah, had to, had to demonstrate a uh, shirt and tie as well. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so he walked down the, so to get to our house at that time, you walk down a little side alley and in a back gate, out the gate nearly, um, to come into the backyard. So he waltzed in in his, uh, in his suit and tie. And, uh, and then went through... Goblet squat. A goblet squat. And there was one other... I can't remember what the other one was. Maybe a bench press or something like that. Um, but yes, nailed, it, nailed his interview and um, as bead win of the sense. Um, but yeah, so we're in, the, in that four-car garage for maybe two and a half years, I think. Um, and yeah, business sort of kept just growing. And, and at that stage, it was very much just a word of mouth. Um, we did a little, little bit of social stuff. Um, and it sort of got to the point where... Uh, one of the big factors why we had to move was because there was too many randoms coming to the house and Jess wouldn't know who is that person in my backyard. Um, and so it was sort of getting, that was one reason. It's like, no, we need to probably look at doing something a little bit more serious. Um, so yeah, moved out of the garage into a 
300 square metre warehouse um, up next to the Wendery train station. Um, decked that out um, and was there for three and a bit years. Um, and then, yeah, now we're in our awesome space here with 13 staff members on board. Wow. Mm. That's awesome. What a great uh, journey of business and, I suppose, success, um, which leads into something I'd like to, to pick your brain from is um, your like habits when it comes to success and working towards success. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've got any specific ones. I think I... I give everything a, a real crack, I suppose, and it's probably my work ethic that would be my – it's not a habit or anything, but that would be my one thing I think has been a key factor in the position that we've got the business to now, I suppose, is just putting in the putting in the work, I guess. As well as being, I think, um, if you don't know the answer to something, you also seek out the answer. And you'll yeah. actively go out and help or seek help to – find it or you'll learn about it yourself as well. Yeah, and then or probably coming off the back of that, hence why there's these two gentlemen in the room as well, um, is surrounding myself with lots of good people because um, as a group we can do much more than what just I can, I suppose. Um, and all, like in terms of habits, probably the only other habit is maintaining a active lifestyle. That's probably that comes off the back of it as well. It's almost like a practice what you preach. Uh, yeah, to an extent, but more just from a... So like when I, like similar to you, I like going running out in the bush, that's my meditation. Or this morning I went and walked the dog for 40 minutes, that's my switch off time because um, outside of that I'm not very good at switching off. Um, yeah, or like, and family of course, um, but outside of that I'm always on, which is a good and a bad thing. Mm. Yeah, do you, do you have techniques that you're working on to help switching off? Uh, that's not, you know, physical exercise? No, not really. Because at the moment I like being on. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it contradicts itself a little bit. Like I, at some stage I certainly want to be able to switch off more, um, but what we are doing I'm so passionate, excited about, I, yeah, like being on, I guess. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I great answer um when did you know that you were kind of like heading down the business direction obviously you're sharing with being in a small two-car garage then into the shed um and now into this space when did you know i'm, I'm on to something here i've got a good product because you invest everything of yourself into it and you surround yourself with good people when did you know that all right this is something we've got here uh or, or yes add more to it so um in both of the garages that I had, I was working full-time at the university. Um, so work, yeah, we'd work full-time managing the um, swim school out there. Um, and then after, or before and after work, would then, yeah, have people in the garage. I and mean, it kind of got to the point where I wanted to do more in the garage um, and I couldn't do that while still working at the university. Um, and so that was a conversation with Jess around, you know, taking that, that was that one of the big leaps, I suppose, Um at the time, she was working, I think she was working as a midwife by then because she was a nurse first and then a midwife. Um, so it was yeah, almost like, can we survive off Jess's income if no one comes through the door, for example? Can we survive off Jess, Jess's income um, for a period of time to, to make things work? Um, and that's what we did um, for the first, I don't know how many years. I drew a minimal wage, maybe $400 a week. Um, everything else just stayed in the business. 
um, and we just lived off what Jess bought home. Um, so she was the the breadwinner, I guess, and um, everything just got yeah kept get reinvesting into the business, whether it was new equipment, new toys, or particularly in the big move to the warehouse. Um, just yeah, that's where the money went. And then the vision for the future. Obviously, we like to live in the now, but but what's what's the plan? What's the vision? Uh, well, yeah, we're super excited about what's happening at the moment um, and the growth that we've had in our space, uh, both with the growth of our team, um, but then also the number of people that we're able to impact and help, um, both yeah locally in Ballarat, but also across Western Victoria. Um, so it's just to continue doing that initially. Um, yeah, and who knows what will come with that, I suppose. Um, yeah, is it... But you know, future sites in Western Victoria or interstate or, or whatnot, who knows? Um, but our big thing at the moment is just nailing what we're doing in Ballarat. And you enjoy what you do? Very much. Probably, well, probably one thing that I've uh, still getting used to is my role within the team. And I was talking to these two boys this week and last week about my role for what the team needs is very much changing. <coughs> um, and not so much doing the as much of the technical stuff because um, we've got so many good people on the team now to do that. Uh, my role is more from a, a leadership side of things, helping them do that. Um, but then, yeah, looking at you know strategic stuff and more of the business operation side of things. Um, and that's been a yeah, just a change. Um, which yeah, having a good team around to help with that change. Um, yeah, it's a work in progress. It could almost potentially help you with switching off in certain aspects or, or letting go of of the reins to a certain extent to know that you have a great team of people in your business that you have hired because they're great people. Yes, and I think that's um, – I think we're pretty good at it now, but there was a period there, um, I think Welsh, you can probably agree most, like where I would not intentionally be stepping on his toes um, but would be just because I wanted to control everything, I think. Um, I don't know if you'd agree or disagree with that or not, but I think when we sort of got to the point where we sat down and nailed clear roles, responsibilities, who does what, and just trusting everyone to do that, yeah, I'm certainly pretty happy with how things are rolling at the moment. I'd agree. Yep, I, I think, uh, yeah, just the, the clear definition of sort of everyone's roles and what we're responsible for and, and all that sort of stuff has helped uh, and just allowed everyone to sort of take ownership of their own little bits and... and uh, and build it from there. Because we're a space of sharing. Guys, having Chris, obviously, a friend, but, you know, a boss, a leader of the business, um, visionary. <laughs> what, what's, what's he like? What, what, what do you like about having, having someone like this who's goal-driven, got a purpose, passionate? It must be nice because not everyone has a boss or, or a business owner who they get to work with who is like Chris. Yeah, that Rudd has talked about it. It was just his work ethic. Like, I think both of us in our positions, like, we admire it, but also, like, respect it so much. The balance between what we're doing here, family life, and, as he said, his physical activity. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's not too many people I know who would match it. Um, and then, obviously, we were lucky enough to escape to do that adventure race then, and that's when I saw another sh- side of Radders as well um and then yeah admiration just grew even further for him so um i think we're pretty special to yeah to have our team um just to be able to you know work hard but also in a really relaxed and enjoyable environment too um, we had a bit of fun yesterday on the court too as well yeah which we need to actually talk about as well welshie 
Yes, what happened over there? Um, it's got some strapping tape on your finger. Is that a like a Nike thing, or what, what's happened there? Yeah, spotted athlete now. No, I just went went up for a big rebound. We were playing three on three with these boys and a couple of the miners boys, and came down with a big game winning rebound. Some some said, uh, and looked down, and uh, the uh, the pinky finger was not in a straight line anymore. Um, so yeah, just pulled it back in, and it didn't quite line up as it used to and then uh, went off a, an x-ray and it was still yeah out by a little bit and they, they pulled it back in at the hospital and put a splint on it so it's all good now good to go well I'm just glad it wasn't your legs yes didn't want to stuff up the running didn't want to stuff up the running no. you know so that that's always good no. yeah that was fun actually that was fun and then that's a big part of what we do like we yes we work hard um, but the environment that we've created we plenty of banter um, and lots of good fun that happens as well. And I think that, yeah, just adds that overall team, just the team feeling that we've got happening at the moment. No, as, as someone who's only met you guys this year, um, coming in as, as a client, I, I suppose, and you guys as my coaches now friends, um, you do notice it. It's a good environment. It's encouraging. Uh, you're surrounded by people who are wanting to be better in their chosen field, sport or whatever. And seeing you guys, all the trainers here and, and dietitians and um, physiotherapists, you you want to learn and you want to do better because these people are looking at you going, all right, hey, look, this is how you can be better. This is how you can be stronger. This is how you can be healthier. It's all for the greater good. And you feel that. And I feel like you don't get that at a lot of um, health and wellbeing businesses. So um, that's just a credit to you guys. And I say it all the time. I'm, I'm so appreciative of finding the space um, because you can be yourself. You can have your banter. But when the work's there to be done, it's, it's all right, it's game time. Let's go. Let's get it done. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think, Myself and, and you probably took it for granted early on and it was just like something that we'd always done was just to not muck around but have fun and like in lockdowns um, when we were playing frisbee and that sort of stuff and doing all Good sorts. trick shots videos actually. Yeah, yeah. You guys got into the trick shot videos. Yeah, trick no. shots. We'd, uh, we'd break up the programming uh, whether we were meant to be there or not. We would <laughs> go in and program and break them up with some frisbee trick shots and that sort of stuff and um, yeah, we've just always had fun. And like it's probably something that I didn't really appreciate, or it was just sort of normal or second nature, and until more recently. And you're like, this is really, really cool. And you look at like the facilities that we have and the the opportunities. Like we've obviously got a good relationship with Kath. There's not too many workplaces where you can wander around and get free coffee and and good lunches. And, and shout that sort out of to Kath at the basketball yeah. stadium for your, shout out for to your food and coffee needs. <laughs> yeah, and then even just like the ability to go and play basketball and to, to yeah, spend your breaks. Outside. In, yeah, outside. We, we play basketball outside. Outside, Joel. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, um, yeah, it's just a really, really enjoyable environment and all these other things that you, you don't realise that your typical physio clinic doesn't have. It's just sitting at a desk and probably not talking to people that much, so... Yeah, you've created a good balance here, and I think it's very healthy for you guys as people, but also as um, as workers. You know, like it's almost yeah, it's a perfect balance, and I think it's it's credit to, to you, Chris, and credit to the team who you've hired, and and um, obviously continuing to grow, which is what we like, um, gentlemen. New segment for out the gate in honour of uh, a legend who um, uh, is you, Chris. You, you are the legend, and I, I hope you know that you, you're a good, great person and inspiring. 
And very Appreciate inspiring. Them. Very calm words today, Jay. No, no, well, they're always kind, I'd like to think. No, I, I look up to you as, as a business owner, entrepreneur, and a go-getter. It's called the Hat of Hard Hitters. Also, I like that. The Hat of Hard Hitters. So I was listening to a podcast called The Huberman Project. Gentleman, um, Andrew Huberman, uh, he is a scientist, among other things, and he's talking about like hard hitting conversations, and it just really stuck for me. I was like, "Yeah, you need to have those hard hitters." So I googled hard hitting questions for conversation, and these aren't normal questions you would ask uh, your everyday folk. These are questions that, um, yeah, you know, I, I need an answer to. We want answers to. So I've got a hat here, he as got you out can his, see, his big trusty hat. What sort of hat? Can you describe it for the listeners, Jack? Yeah, so I have a. It's basically like a bucket hat. Remember Schoolboy Q, that kind of rap style hat. I have a Schoolboy Q bucket hat here, and I'm just dipping my hand in now. I've got numbers. I've got numbers one to twenty-three. Twenty-three. Um, if you're wondering, Chris, just a random number. Yeah, random number. Yep. So who would like to pick a number first? Um, Aren't you picking it out of the hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but all right, oh, who wants to pick seven. It? Oh, so he's pulled number seven. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's out of the hat. Number seven. Oh, here we go. Now, this is a great question. What was the first big purchase you made as an adult? I think my, mine was the, the piece of shit MG. So Sarah had a good car. CX5, Mazda CX5, and I was driving a Commodore on its last legs and it broke down a couple of times on the way back from Melbourne and uh, had been researching this car for months and it finally came on the market and went out and bought it. Big shout out to MG, I'd never buy one. <laughs> um, and there was literally a list of, I think, over 80 faults with it within, within a month and it was a brand new car, 30-something grand. So I got that and uh, then they wouldn't give me any money back and said that it was completely fine. So that was the, the most disappointing big purchase as an adult. Wow, okay. So I learned from that and now much more detailed with my investigation of purchases. Well, hey, that's it. you, you got to go through that to learn. learn, yeah. yeah. Uh, gentlemen, who would like to go next? Pick oh, a, Chris can go. Chris, pick a number. One, one to 23. Pick it out of the hat, mate. Come pick on. it out of the hat. Number two. Number two, okay. Oceans or mountains and why? Well, I really like Apollo Bay because you get both. There's a bit of both down there. You can't have both. Can't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't have both. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> uh, I'll go mountains. And why, please? The journey to get to the top. Also got engaged on a mountain, didn't you? Yeah, that's true, yes. You got engaged on a mountain. Yep. So Mount Kosciuszko, the highest mountain in Australia. Yeah, New South Wales. Yes, back. yes, I will. Um, yeah, so in October, um, yeah, Jess and I climbed up to the top or snowshoed up to the top of that. Uh, yeah, proposed at the top of the mountain. And she said... <laughs> she said it's, yes. It's this she o- said yes. It's this October. Be quiet, Jack. She went... That's what happened, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, mountains, because I... Yeah, I've done lots of hikes with my dad um, and, yeah, like the journey, the process, maybe that, yeah, flows on to from a work side of things as well. I know you can dig into the metaphors of everything in that. Um, but, yes, the view at the top is nice, but the journey to get there and the, the time of all the nothingness I really like as well. 
Um, but the yeah, bonding time with dad and that sort of thing is really cool too. Good memories. It's beautiful. Um, Link. Yep. Let me get, get out of the hut. Come over to the hut. Yeah, come and over to the hut. Thank you. Number 11. Oh, great question. Um, how do you unwind after work? How do you unwind? Uh, that is a good question. Normally, if, it's, uh, if I work the morning shift, so 6 a.m. till 2, I'll do a gym session straight away. Um, and then basically I'll probably go home and either chip away on the computer and do some stuff there or I'll sit on the couch and watch Netflix or game. I'm a gamer. I've talked about that a little bit as well. Uh, I haven't gamed for a little while. I've lost a little bit of passion for gaming. So if anyone has any suggestions out there, uh, I'd love to hear them. But at the moment, just, yeah, exercise and Netflix, Jack. Beautiful. Mm. Great answer. All right, Jack, put your hand in the hat. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's the sound of the, the notes moving around. Uh, <laughs> we've had seven, uh, 13. That's my favourite number. Oh, I'm interested for this one, actually. What's the hardest thing you've ever been through? Oh, uh, Achilles tendon snap. Um, not so much the injury when it happened. I was playing rugby league in um, New South Wales just for like a low-grade kind of local team. Good, decent competition and, and was really enjoying it. Snap my Achilles and the process going from not being able to walk to um, walking again, it took about a year. It took a year to get through that and I went through some of the lowest moments of my life. Um, you get shoved on all this medication. It wasn't a tear. It wasn't a rip. It was a full um, full rupture, I think they called it. And it, the way they explained it is that normally it's one long thing and now yours is split and there is nothing in between or something like it. It wasn't there. Um, so that sucked. I did a lot of hydrotherapy, physiotherapy, um, and I really learned a lot about myself and I met someone in a physio waiting room and he was in a wheelchair and me being me, I said, oh, like, how you going? What's going on? He said, oh, I was in a car crash a couple months back, you know, I'll never walk again. And I'm sitting there going, fuck, Jack, you piece of shit. You're whinging about being in a moon boot for nine months and you will walk again. You will be okay. And this guy here is cheery as bloody everything and you're complaining and it really put things in perspective pretty quick that even the, the the tough times you get through them and I got through it and yeah I wouldn't wish that upon anyone um, being bedridden I had to inject myself with blood thinner because my leg was um, in one I, what do they call it it was stabilized I had to keep it up uh, at all times um, to sleep to sit I couldn't wipe my own ass that sucks when you can't wipe your own ass. Um, my housemate had to help. Is that wash because of like lost your feeling of independence a bit? Like you yeah. had to then rely on people around you. I hate asking for help. Yeah, hate asking for help. I do. I do not like asking um, others. Why is that? Um, I think I get it from my dad. Very much of like, and I've lived. I've lived out of home since I was sixteen. You know, so you're just used to being able to look yeah. after yourself and yeah. Yep. yep. Used to being on my own. I enjoy my, my own company out of anyone, but um, I don't like asking for help. I don't like feel like a hindrance to be like, hey, I need help. Um, it's something I'm working on, I suppose. But yeah, that would be the toughest time of my life would be going through that injury and then the rehab, um, but then coming out now and then being like into running, into more sport, into the healthier lifestyle. Yeah, I'll forever be grateful. So 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. Some good hard hitters. Some good hard hitters. Uh, So, yeah, I think we can um, wrap things up there. Boys, any other questions you'd like to ask the man of the hour? Um, Because we probably won't have him on for for a while. He's coming back next week, isn't he? Well, our people have got to talk to, to each other. <laughs> get an ongoing contract sorted. Yes, yes, to get updates. But um, congratulations also on the awards. And I know you don't do it for the awards, but it's incredible. Yeah, oh, like yeah, I've said it many times. It was a, it still is a whirlwind and very special. Uh, I feel very out of place, um, but yeah, or probably at the same. Yes, feel out of place, but at the same time, take a step back and recognise that yeah, we are doing something pretty pretty special and, and creating something um yeah unique and and awesome um so to get that recognition was um yeah it was really good yep damn right you deserve to be at those those events those tables you you're the head of the table you're the, you're the champion um if you don't know i think we spoke about it last week but um best uh, small new uh, sorry small business award Best small business award uh, health, health and wellness. well-being and overall business of the year in the Ballarat um, community so um, it's incredible yeah it's fucking awesome actually so well done team and sure. um, yeah thanks boys thanks everyone thank you amino energy <laughs> this is a, a a very good beverage and what are we drinking today Jack you, Tim you already know it's the cherry flavour it's the cherry <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, well, at some stage, are we going to go through this at all? Or is, that, is, that, is, that, is that another episode? Oh, Jack doesn't know yet. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss this. We'll touch on this next episode. Oh, oh thanks, folks. See you later. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate.